To show you how easy it is to file a claim with Geico, we hired a nature show host. In a native habitat of a suburban driveway, the poor victim of a broken windshield is left assessing his vehicle utterly helpless. Well, not true. If he's got Geico, he can file a claim online, over the phone, or with his handy mobile app. But like a lone gazelle, he'll suddenly be left to fend for himself, awaiting his terrible fate. Nope. Geico will assign him a designated claims team to help him out, too. So the gazelle gets his car fixed and everything. Wow. Nature is so cool. Geico. Great service. Without all the drama. Welcome to the Barker Podcast Collection. Welcome to the Not Playing Podcast. My name's Rob Howard and today I'm joined by Marcus Hurley and Will. Uh, basically we've had the summer off, um, we haven't recorded for a while. Uh, but we just thought we'd go through some of the news that has occurred since then and we'll talk about some games as well later um, that we've been playing although I don't think we've been playing much Um, but yeah we're going to leave with the first story which is the uh, announcement of Valve Steam Deck which is a basically a handheld PC kind of like a switch but much more powerful Um, it's got uh, it's got old like analog sticks it's got the touch pads like the old Steam uh, controller used to have uh, or does have although you can't buy that anymore um, so yeah there's uh, there's three models there's 64 gigabyte one at, that starts at 349 pounds and it goes up to the 569 pound version which has a 512 gigabytes SSD and it's one of those flash ones like the PCs have <laughs> um, it's coming out in December 2021 um, although you probably won't be able to get hold of one because it's sold out right through until the uh, middle of next year. I, I, th- I think my question is, what's it for? I mean, it's... It's, 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 the, it's, it's the, the handheld con- market, isn't it? Which is still a bit... Is it, is it the handheld travelling market? Because to me, it feels like more... I understand it's like it works with the Microsoft streaming stuff, which makes it pretty cool. So it would totally appeal to teenagers in the bedroom style of thing. Um, but the commuter, the streaming stuff's death. Uh, but I must have, yeah, I mean, if it runs Steam games from the library and they're, they're, they're good for it, I kind of get that as well. I'm just sort of curious because to me, if it can do the, like the Nvidia streaming stuff, to me, I don't feel like it's going to have really the, the optimized punt, and I could be totally wrong, to play your PC games in the way you want your PC games. But I'm just, I'm just kind of curious who the target, who the target consumer is. And I'm sure Rob is one because it's, it's shiny new tech. So, but, uh, no, not at all. I, I haven't pre-ordered it. Um, no, I don't you've got go a posh gaming PC and you don't leave the flat except to go to the pub so, in yeah. which pl- you're not playing games, yeah. To me, if I was no. them, I would make it work exactly the same way as the Switch does with a dock. Dockable. So then you've got a handheld dockable PC without splashing out for a gaming one. So you can hop on Or at the very least, a other... dock that you can flick a yeah. mouse and keyboard to or exactly. similar, yeah. yeah. Um, and you, it, can. So you could turn your TV into a big oh, monitor okay. and then you could take it out and, and about. And yeah, you can connect this to an external monitor if you want. Yeah. Um, you can even uh, get rid of the Steam OS and put Windows on it. The thing is, um, slow the it tech down inside nice. it, the tech inside it is kind of really optimized to run the screen that it has, hmm. which I believe is um, like it's only a 720p screen. Oh, so uh, they really are going for the Switch then. 
Yeah, so, but but on that basis, it's it's quite capable apparently of playing Witcher Three with everything on. Yeah, and um, yeah, any modern game now. Um, yeah, my issue is that I I, I personally don't have any. You don't use have the this. use case, yeah, because I don't go anywhere. I can see it for the traveller, for the commuter. It's the Switch, but a bit more, not wanting to be derogatory to Nintendo, I have one myself, but a bit more grown up, frankly. Well, the way I'm seeing it, though, if you've got a games console, it's not just the grown upness. If you've got a hand, if basically, like, if I had the Switch, but I could buy Steam games on there during the Steam sale. You don't have the Nintendo tax. That, that to me, sounds amazing. You could buy PC games at PC prices. Yeah, right. They'll work on that. And you've got okay, the benefits of all, off the Switch. Minus all the motion yeah. stuff, which is kind of unique anyway. I mean, that's the yeah. that's the main so, Nintendo thing at the RRP? moment. What was the RRP? It's £349. So not a million miles same, off of what the... Yeah. That's the same price as the Switch. They've gone after the, the Switch, bottom? that's it. That, that, that the cheapest would work model? out at like a pound for every game that I would be able to play on it. <laughs> okay, I'm, st- I'm starting to see the attraction particularly if you're in a position where you can't just sit in front of a telly that you've monopolised yeah. to yourself um, I mean, if you I'm given the like choice between a got... switch and something like that I can, I'm starting yeah. to really see it yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I you, think that's you can just thing. hop it's on a gaming about... session with like how many of your mates because you think multiplayer on PC is always a lot more so you're tapping into that infrastructure as well Ooh, so yeah, you play something for, like Chivalry FPS, 2 yeah. and you've got your handheld one You've got 24 of your mates going in or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're older, so we'll see less point to it because we're set in our generational ways. But well, handheld like gaming I've seen on the side has been <laughs> massive. There's a reason why like, the, the 3DS existed for so long and stuff. And okay, the Vita only did that. I think, that. I think, that, yeah. for, uh, I think, I think for some people, like mobile gaming doesn't necessarily mean going on a commute. No. It's just no. about being able no, to fight... Right. Like pick up, you know, find that sort of instant little fix yeah. whenever they can find but a spare also, moment. Also, there's this LAN party vibe exactly. going on, and they go around their mates. It's it's the old gaming <laughs> thing that we enjoyed, where you picked up your memory card in your pad and you went around your mates and played like video games and stuff. Um, it's <sighs> like that, but they're God. still enjoying it. They go around and they play locally in the park or, you know, or around their mates' place. Yeah. And All right. Okay. Okay. I, I reckon, I'm, I reckon to be, it, I'm not going to buy potentially one. Potentially do well. Yeah. I don't have the use no. case for one because I've got my gorgeous little gaming PC um, and I'm actually going to an office for the first time since March 2020 in a week's time, but I'm probably going to read a book But that's just way. it. Gaming um, rigs are about, they're about a grand, two grand though, aren't they? Yeah. I went to and Brighton it's... this weekend and I didn't even think about bringing my Switch. I just had the iPad there to use as a you know jukebox and yeah. watch a bit of telly on if there was a spare moment. Actually, I've got That's a Surface Pro, I've... and I might install Civilization Six on that, because it should just about handle it, and I think that will do me for a commute. But, uh, but yeah, okay, I, I get it, I get it, I'm convinced, I now understand why it's interesting. The idea of LAN-partying kind of vibe, when you're all sitting around with your mates playing a team-type game against mm. other people, yeah... That's pretty cool, actually. Which Although that's especially absolutely smash the Wi-Fi. Yeah, but <laughs> if you, I don't know, going Costa. Oh. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm kind of feeling though, it's also this kind of push because you're going to see a big swing, I reckon, back to the whole wanting to be more social with a lot of things, having yeah. been kept apart for so long. Social, social. I know the word. Is, Which uh, I need a steam yeah. for. No, no. But I mean, like that 
kind of gaming, like like I said, pop over got, and game you've together. You've got a Switch. The Switch does well for that reason. I mean, I go mm. in the park. I see groups of kids sitting around, and they they were like playing Switches and stuff like that, and Switch lights, and it's kind of yeah. bonkers. Like you almost think, oh, the adverts didn't lie by Nintendo. People do actually do this. I don't, <laughs> but people actually do do this. So I can I'll see honest, why it would be a market. It's the same with other adverts I've exactly. seen. I saw a woman being towed on roller skates behind a pair of Dal- Dalmatians, yeah. for example. Sorry, did, that's a <sighs> early nineties reference. That's, no, yeah, I, we'll I leave don't that. follow that blue line either. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no. So I, I totally get why it exists. The only thing is whether it will the market will bite or not. But I can see why have, because most parents it's, won't it's allow. Sold out until. Yeah, sold out until the next middle of next year. Sold out, so but unreleased. The question is: Is it horribly flawed? If it's not, then are we good? If it's flawed, think, is it upgradable? But this is Valve, right? The trouble is, this is Valve. This is Steam, and they do some brave things, and they've had clear success. What with them being absolutely major, but at the same time. The Steam controller, which I thought was, yeah. and the Steam box, and all of this great ideas. I, I just, it's great that they've gone and tried another approach, but they fucked up the last two. What's uh, what's to say this one's the right one? Well, Let's find out. They're going after the they company love, that love- been. They're going after the the model, the gaming model of the company that's ignored the bigger ones and yeah. gone for lower spec. Valve like creating solutions for problems that don't exist. But this is basically the Steam Box, but portable. They did Steam OS for the Steam Box, didn't they? Exactly. And they've taken this OS, and the Steam Box just didn't quite push it, I think, um, because people realised if they were going to have a PC, they wanted to be able to do other things. Uh, But actually, a portable unit where the the OS is so streamlined that you can maximise your hard drive space, your memory space with a really slick OS, not be running thirsty old windows 10 that i get that i think has a better case so let, let's see how this goes battery yeah, life's gonna tank i think they've there's more going on than it just simply being like the form factor they have thought about it in lots of ways the only thing is well that's probably a good thing there's um steam os apparently has a way of running windows games but not all windows games like and apparently some games like um uh oh what's what's the stupid battlegrounds the PUBG? you know the PUBG? Yeah. PUBG, yeah. Apparently that's like some of those games have got like anti piracy software that won't work. So to play that sort of stuff you'll need to have like Windows booted or something. Oh fuck it. Stuff. At the end of the day you you take the restriction, it doesn't work on that console. If if you're that worried about specific games, it's probably not the one to have. This is a a different bit of kit, I think. Yeah, there we go. Be, we'll for me, it'd just be like how to get through your Steam backlog on on the go, kind of. Thing. Well, the other I mean. point yeah, is, if, if the console takes off, if the console takes off, for example, and PUBG was unavailable on it, um, there's a fair chance that there would actually be a case for the PUBG to look at their DRM and build it to allow for Steam OS. The point is, Steam OS is such a low use case; they won't give us they won't give us the slightest of a damn. No. But no. let's say if, if if everyone sells out and everyone wants to play PUBG for some unknown reason, then PUBG will put in a patch that will allow it. Exactly. Yeah, let's hope so. Well, as long as it runs Fortnite, then that'll, that'll be fine. Nah. Most kids will be fine with it, and then it'll be it'll take off because Fortnite runs on everything. In fact, I looked at a slipper the other day, and it and it it, <laughs> it told me that it ran Fortnite. So <laughs> you know, you don't need to buy a new box to play Fortnite yeah, on the go. Rob, Rob, it's not how the world works. Everyone buys new things for no reason whatsoever anyway. It's just... 
It's crazy. I'm surprised I showed such restraint, to be honest. Um, but I just Me thought, too. I'm, when am I going to use that? It's only God, because you've got a really good gaming, gaming PC. PlayStation 5, Rob. <laughs> anyway, oh, okay. one bit of... Couple of okay, questions. Uh, moving on from that, um, yeah. Ratchet and Clank. Did you finish it? I did. Because <laughs> last we spoke, you were quite enjoying it. How 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 was it? I thought it was fine, but just like I didn't really feel invested in the story or anything, and found it very like surface. Seven, know, very eight. Yeah, something like that. There was yeah. there were a couple of moments, you know, it, where you know those Sony. A lot of Sony games have that that moment where you're like, "Whoa, fuck me! I've not done this before." Yeah, uh, and and there were a couple of moments like that where I was like, "Wow!" Um, and it was very slick. But you know, by the end of it, I, I sort of had my strategy down, what weapons I wanted to use, and it was just like looking at fucking salad on the screen, just like just complete. Madness. Let me guess. When the next one comes out, you will pick it up. But once it's on sale, yeah, probably one of those. Well, not, well, not a I mean, first if, out, if but were, you'll play it, right? Yeah, I mean, the re- most of the reason I picked that up was because uh, there was fuck all else on the PS5, and they were lauding and Insomniac. the tech. Yeah, and it's Insomnia, and it was like something of a tech demo for the hardware, so... I, I love the Ratchet and Clank games, right? So I, I, I would have picked it up if I'd got my PS5, um, but oil, nightmares... Money. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's uh-huh. waiting here for you, mate, when you uh, do finally get on board. I won't, Dunk I won't be vlogging it on. Anyway, uh, back to hardware, and one bit of hardware that I might be tempted to pick up is this fucking new Amiga. I, I'm, oh, I'm the a, Amiga Mini. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have much experience with the Amiga, but that was my... my so I machine. didn't have one. Uh, but friends of the family and some of our friends did. There's a particular group of friends we used to spend um, the odd half term with. At least once, maybe twice a year, we'd go, we'd stay at them because my mum worked and we'd be shipped over to stay with them for half terms. And their dad had access to... Well, he used to just turn up from work and there was a bloke at work who just gave him pirate games. So he had the biggest games library on the Amiga 500. <laughs> so it was Atari ST yeah. and an Amiga 500, one in each room, both with this massive pirate games library of everything. Um, yeah. So whilst I didn't have one, I had these very concentrated experiences of the Amiga 500 um, and some very fond memories associated. I remember three of finding three-player games like OK+. Plus, um, which was a little karate oh, yeah. game, and you had three of you because there were no mouse then. But you had three of you gathered around the keyboard because <laughs> you each had like one had WSD, one had like TFGH, and one had uh, yeah. IJKL, and those were your buttons to fight and to move. And you had three of you working from one poxy little keyboard. And yeah, no, yeah. I've got some real nostalgia and fondness um, for the Amiga five hundred and the inevitable Atari ST Mini. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I just I just remember uh, a mate of mine in in school, and he he was really into all of these sort of games and stuff, and and he brought in this fucking ring binder, and he was just like studying this ring binder, and I was like, what's that? He went, oh, it's got a new game, learning how to play it, and it was it was oh, only F one seventeen A Stealth Fighter, where you literally had to learn to fly oh. a fucking plane, and I was just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> But then the other day yeah. he came in and he was playing um, 
uh, syndicate wars and stuff. So, you know, he mixed it up a bit. But Jesus, that was the first time I ever encountered the um, the book. You had to read the tome. <laughs> Otherwise, you just... <laughs> I remember that on some PC games. But yeah, I mean, God, that's the sort of game I wouldn't have touched with a barge pole because it sounds like you have some effort. Yeah. Yeah, it no, was... I mean, the, the thing is, right, the Amiga had a curious little place in history because you sort of had the, you had the consoles coming out, the 16-bit consoles, and then you had, like, PCs. And the Amiga kind of sat somewhere in the middle because PCs back then, they'd only really... I, I think Amiga was around before the PCs had, like, good graphics cards. Yeah, there were um, no graphics cards then because it was around so, the Amstrad so, as well. Yeah. yeah, so I think the I Amiga managed to kind of capture a huge part of the market because I think at the end of the day, I think a lot of parents felt more comfortable about shelling out for something that their kids could do their homework Oh, it's on. educational. There's an arts mm. gate. There's an art package. Yeah. And... <laughs> but, 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 you know, it was yeah, all bollocks. on these three and a half floppy disks. And I remember playing Monkey Island 2 on it, and it came on 12 of the fucking things. Oh, and but we had a like, PC. Swap. Yeah, Monkey Island 2. We had a, uh, I think it was a 286 was the first processor. Um, we had Monkey yeah. Island on, and that was a 12-disc job i mean jesus yeah. christ you look back back when they were called multimedia computers oh, no ibm compatibles that was it they weren't called pcs so, they were called anyway, IBM so compatibles. Thing, yeah so this thing is coming with uh 25 games loaded onto it and it's also got um the ability to sideload your own over usb with whd load support which i believe uh, is just one of those websites now you see, where that, you just that's quite a rarity because that yeah. that's been one of the problems with most of the machines is they 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 pre-canned sets of games and there's nothing outside of that. So that's quite interesting that the emulation will allow that. Although, yeah, um, yeah that's the thing. They've they've opened it up. Whereas the the Nintendo probably because most of the games are be... outside of yeah. yeah. Because Nintendo will actively pursue and sue, whereas the most of the uh, games for the uh, Amiga 500 will probably be abandoned. Where yeah. and enthusiasts will go and hack them about so they can go on it. There's yeah. your difference. Yeah. Yeah, it's got, a weird, uh, weird Chaos Engines. Free, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it got Alien Breed, uh, Another World. Another World's Himble a Dreams, classic. Simon the Sorcerer. That was quite a... Oh, one my hour. goodness. That was a um, Monkey Island-esque point-and-click job, wasn't it? Yeah. I think the thing is, a lot of these are on PC anyway. And yeah, been... most of those I played as early PC games. So I'll probably go... It'll probably Come on, get keep to the on with the list. I'm... I'm enjoying this. Oh, right, okay. Uh, so there's ATR, All-Terrain Racing, Battle Chess, Cadaver. <gasps> Battle Chess? God, that was one of the first <laughs> PC games we had. Uh, and what you could do was reconfigure the board so you had all queens and the opponent had all pawns. And as a as a sort of a 10-year-old, I thought that was the best way to do it. Because <laughs> cheats, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter how you win. Oh, no. Um, it's Kickoff 2... <laughs> Oh, um, kick off. Worms, the director's cut. Yeah. Oh, Worms was the original Worms, yeah. It's got memories. I'm pretty sure well, I've got it? about eight like... versions of Worms already on Oh, Steam. Christ, yes. It's got to have Lemmings as well, though, isn't it? Lemmings was the classic. Even my yeah, dog's got, got Worms. Yeah, full list here. There's also what looks like some sort of weird Amiga control pad here, which I'd never really seen before, but... Yeah, okay. Oh. Do you realise <laughs> that Amiga means girlfriend? Does it? Yeah, Amigo is a boy that's a friend. Amiga is a girl that's a friend. <laughs> well, that fits. Yeah. 
I did spend an awful lot of time with it. <laughs> I'm glad you finished that sentence that way. For some reason, for just a moment, I thought it was going to go a bit wrong there. <laughs> I chose wisely. Um, yeah, the thing is, I'm likely to... I'll probably get as close to this coming out and I'll, 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 I'll resist pulling the trigger on it because... I'll just be like, well, I'll just look Wait for, those for the games reviews. I'm, Honestly, I'm that sort of thing. There's I, no I'm, point in pre-ordering. But you know, I'm liking these mini console things. Um, they sell out like day one, but they come back round eventually on like second-hand places and stuff like that. I think, I think if I wanted to, I'd just rather play them on the PC with a with a keyboard like they were built for. Yeah, I can't really. Having said that, though, there is bothered. one that I'm holding out for if it does ever happen, and hopefully all the ROMs will be as good and all that. Um, Go on, then. Uh, it's not the not the Mega Drive because that'll be cool. Mini Mega Drive would be cool. A Mini Dreamcast. I had the Mini Mega Drive. I've, I've got, got the Mini Dr- Mega Drive. Well, that, was, that was one of the consoles I loved. I had so many games. Dreamcast. I, I, I never had one. So uh, I've um, still got. Yeah. I've still got one that kind of barely works. I've still got loads of games <laughs> for it. I gave mine uh, away as a raffle prize, hmm. uh, pub raffle prize, but. It was it was like I don't know it cost me like 30 quid I think after the work discount. Wow. But I just was like I'm never going to use it ever like I'm just not going to use it. What so, was it? What did you give away your mini Mega Drive? Ah, yeah. Oh, not Dreamcast then. Sorry, that, that, I think that I was, was going to say I'd be like you bastard. Would have been most of it. <laughs> Firstly, no, they haven't gone there yet. I know. I'm home only think, a matter of time. Fingers crossed when that does happen. Um I'm going to Possibly, possibly. It depends how much they charge for it and how well it works because kind of got burnt a bit after the PlayStation Mini where the emulation they used was actually worse than the emulators that existed out there. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. Anyway. Um couple of uh, juicy Ubisoft stories. We do like a Ubisoft game. Well, Ubisoft. Will do. I bloody love them. Um, so the first one I've got here is... Uh, Assassin's Creed as a live service, which when <laughs> when you sent That's me the story, how you Will, are Rob, because you're still freaking playing Valhalla, aren't you? Yeah, um, yeah, because uh, it's now the summer festival, um, so I've got a little bit. I, I tried not to get too involved in that. To be honest, some of the quests were a little bit. Um, <laughs> hang on, shall I... we say uh, rote, maybe? Hang, but hang, anyway, hang and but I gave that up because. Um, well, no, it's still. I think it's just finishing tonight. But but they have all these little. Uh, yeah, you got distracted by that shit. Just play wait, wait, the main story. on, understand something. Your game's getting updated with like little festivals of unique. Yeah, they add seasonal content. Yeah, to you Assassin's can go in Creed and now. get unique items for and stuff like that. And um, yeah, when you go back to your base, it's like there's loads of different stuff going but on. But Marcus, it's because. You can there, there's there will be some people that will go and um t- rather than go oh I want to grind and do this they'll monetize it it's because you've got um microtransaction capabilities that this shit turns up I okay. I dislike it I ignored it when I played no, because I just, the nice I just thing is you can what disregard I was it about a certain game I was playing for Yonks that had seasonal festivities and unique quests um I had uh, five thousand tons of piss ripped out of me. My, my urethra still hurts from that, but <laughs> no, but you were happily playing that and, and loving it. I'm oh, yeah. kind of like, fuck me, it's August, oh. and I'm still playing this okay. fucking game. There's the flip, that's fine. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, so yeah I, 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 I like don't understand why Rob's still playing I do, it either. I, I'm slightly annoyed by it, but I'm also kind of like, 
actually quite enjoying the fact that the game has managed to uh, that I've well that I've played it so long that you know that the game seems to be evolving and changing as I play it. Yeah. So I, I do I do appreciate that purely from a like you know technical like and also yeah, no, no, like I totally immersive. Get that. I totally point get of view. that. It's like, so, yeah, as you're doing, I think the this, world this is, is my problem actually with the Ubisoft games though. I want to play them day one. Sorry, we will go back to the Assassin's Creed online service thing in just a moment. But you said no, I want to play relevant. them day one. This is all relevant. Yeah, I want to play them day one. And when Far Cry comes out, because there's been such an absolute drought, and I really haven't played much new recently, I'm kind of desperate to play it. But what I do know is with Far Cry, if it's anything like Assassin's Creed, if it's anything like Watch Dogs, it's going to be released as a complete game, but it will then have a shitload added to it for the six months to a year after its release. It will be a better game if I don't play it. It will cost me less, and I will enjoy it more if I don't actually support Ubisoft in the way they would most like me to, and just buy it. I'm better off waiting until I can buy it for half the money and I will get more enjoyment. That's All of annoying. It. But that's also part of the model, and that's why they do it. Because you might yep. think, oh, I'm not supporting them by not buying it day one. But there are people that will always buy it day one, and they know that. The early adopters I is really the want to model, play Far Cry 6. They re- yeah, fucking they love want the Far first Cry. ones, because then they can talk about it and they can do this yeah. and that. And then they'll happily get the expansions and everything else. And The problem with... Sorry. No, I'm saying, but no. that's that's the business model. It's the it's the thing, isn't it? The early adopters. It's like consoles. Early adopters, and then you've got the uh, whatever, and you have got the late stragglers as well. well yeah, the thing case, is, when I got to Odyssey, I, I I there was so much stuff in that game um, that had been put in there post launch. Yes. That I, I it sort of expanded it even more, and I I wasn't even able to differentiate between what was original content and what was updated. It just felt a bit bloated. So I'm almost kind of glad that I got in on day one with this one and I'm able to sort of at least see what the critical path is. Got in on day one, but there. ten months later, you're still playing the fucker. Yeah, <laughs> he I know, know, but he night, knows what I'd... the main path is and what all of the bits that are added in. Because otherwise, okay, he'd be thinking... Last night... Yeah. Yeah, last night, all I managed to do was fuck about at that festival thing... I got uh, I got a new beard uh, that from uh, get, get having a few fights. I actually got to try out the ship, the double shield fighting that I'd not really entertained before because um, it's stupid. Because well, it is stupid, yeah, and not very satisfying. <laughs> um, but now I know that. Um, so double yeah, battle I did that, and I then, get. And then and then it was getting quite late, so I thought, okay, well, let's at least get myself to the to a point. So when I pick the game up next time, I'll be somewhere <laughs> doing some actual content. So I went to Essex finally, and I bumped into Keith Flint Brother and Keith. did the whole did the whole smack my bishop thing, <laughs> yeah. which I found very amusing. Even though I knew I was like, "Oh, it's that bit! It's that bit! It's that reference!" So I was very happy with that, and I've uh, just just let park myself near Colchester Castle. So. Nice. So yeah, 
Um, I must admit, there's a real joy in visiting places you actually know. Even if there's no landmark physical references, it's all reduced hugely. But living, I live up on the Norfolk-Suffolk border. That's all covered. I know Essex. I know all sorts of places. And you at least recognise the town names. Uh, Particularly, I was quite surprised Basildon, which I've always thought of as a new town, but obviously there was a hamlet there and all of these things. Mm. But uh, one of my favourite things, that Basildon was basically in the game a prison camp. (laughs) Um, for those that know it you'll get it Uh. yeah yeah so um so all this sort of leads me to my point which was when you first mentioned to me that this story about them creating live service i was just like oh no not one another one of my favorite franchises turning into a fucking service but to be honest all the evidence points to this happening it's I kind of get it. I kind of get it. Yeah, just subscribe. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be just subscribe to Assassin's Creed. Don't buy yeah. the next Assassin's Creed game, but they'll keep releasing Assassin's Creed content. Yeah. This century, like that modules. century, this this culture, that culture. I, I mean, I'd be fascinating to see what they do. I will be holding back. I mean, I did the Ubisoft Play service subscription because you had Watch Dogs came out and Assassin's Creed came out at the same time and Immortals Phoenix Rising came out at the same time and that that was uh, between October last year and maybe January maybe February I can't remember exactly Jesus Christ that, that was well worth my seven ninety nine or a month or whatever uh, and then it's yeah. been dead and remains dead for another month till we get a Far Cry so um, yeah, yeah. Just be careful to what you subscribe. But I got to play all of those for about thirty quid. Well, so, if they do it under that thing, then like you'll probably get this in- included anyway. But well, the, that's but the thing- when it becomes interesting, and that's what I'm suspecting. So what they're going to be looking for is your Netflix Netflix level monthly subscription, and they're going to just keep trickling out content. Now the question becomes: Do you? binge it like you could with Netflix and just have it for three months of the year or are you going to be the kind of person that'll just keep it open and just keep pummeling it in now that gets really interesting to me it's a new new world and yeah, I, ain't got I mean the, time. the thing is I, it's, I feel like with Assassin's Creed I, I just sort of paid up front for a year of it you know for the 60 yep. quid or whatever I shelled out on bloody Playstation Yeah, and it's um, and it's uh and I, I do. I have felt several times ever since this news story's come out. I feel like, yeah, this is like a, an MSO or like you know a massively single player game where there's MSG, no MSG. I think that sight. is makes makes you feel a bit ropey. <laughs> but it's but it just feels like there's no end in sight, you know. And I'm just trawling through this massive world uh, of really like nicely a- acted content and and but but. But it is a bit like repetitive. They, 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 you know, even like the little side quests and stuff, they, they only really rely upon a few little gameplay elements. And also like the way that you um the way that it's so incremental the way that you upgrade your character. I can't even remember what I'm going for half the time. Um and end up sometimes well, just banking. That, that'll loads. be the case if you've been playing the same game over ten months. Uh, well, to me, yeah, I, uh, to it. me, I mainlined it in a month and a half, and it was all crystal. Um, you're you're, yeah. you're juggling a number of games and sort of falling back to this. It's it's a it's an interesting yeah, well, one, but yeah, to to constantly have Assassin's Creed as your fallback game in the context of this as a service thing, I don't think it appeals to me. 
I don't think well, that, it's me. That's my, yeah, see, that's my life. So I, I guess I'm like, what I'm saying is I've, I've warmed to this idea because that's kind of like my life or the way it's been for the last Yeah, so you might as well just subscribe. Much. Yeah, because the thing is, unless you... Yeah, unless you are, you just want to play one game, and it's and it's also come out of circumstance because the thing that fucked this for me, I probably would have been done with this game a long time ago as well, had it not been for Cyberpunk, and 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 because I had these two competing entities um, that I couldn't fully embrace either of, um, it 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 kind of sullied both games really. Yeah, I decided um, Cyberpunk was wasting my fucking time because um, once again. A couple of months ago, I had a good old crack at it, got a fair way through, and then just got to the point, fired up the PC, thought, what shall I play? Oh, shall I carry on with Cyberpunk? No, I can't be bothered. You have the, you have this piece in your personality that says, I must finish this thing I started. It yeah. doesn't matter if I'm enjoying it. I don't care how bad a time I'm having. I must finish that game. Oh, it never got that bad with Cyberpunk. I mean, it, mm. it, it, like, it wasn't like I wasn't having fun. It was just kind of constant disappointment. You know, it doesn't Can mean we that analyse that sentence? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, but the, the thing is, it's like, yeah, anyway, I'm still playing Assassin's Creed. If they want to turn it into a service, so be it. Um, fine. So that's what it is then. Would it be all right if I did it with Monster Hunter? To be honest, Monster Hunter has that anyway, but it's usually free. All of the events and stuff and uh, extra hunts and everything, they get added on for free. The only things yeah, but you they pay also for, do paid DLC as well, don't no, they? No, the only paid DLC you get are um, extra like critters or costumes. <laughs> oh, and, and the most yeah, not, stuff, not game typical effect, Japanese yeah. stuff, aesthetic stuff. Oh, well, they don't need to do story stuff, do they? Because there isn't one. No, well, it's a loose story, but you get expansions as well that do actually expand the main, the main story path. So I can't believe the, I raised this. No, but you do. You get the end game. You get the normal end game. That's part of the game you buy. Then you get the extended one where they bring in sort of like the Apex versions of stuff. But that also has cutscenes and voice acting and everything else. So there's actually a lot of work that's gone into it. So that should be essentially what you would get on a um, season pass. Which they didn't do. This was for Monster Hunter World and Iceborne. Um, considering they gave each of them an extra year of free content. Um, and then you got the sort of game plus plus as well. So you've got a shitload of stuff. Then you've got all the festivals keep reoccurring every year. Monster Hunter World is still going. Oh, I'm sure it is. <laughs> you could still go off, jump on and the festivals would keep rotating round. Because they know people are, people are picking up the game now and still starting. Like last time I played it, just for a laugh, there were people still doing the really early quests that had just started the game. And they've got a shitload of free content. Essentially, the game is five times the size it was. What happened to that? So, <laughs> so a couple of episodes ago, you'd just picked up the latest Monster Hunter game on the I Switch. I was actually going to talk about that when you guys were talking about it. I was, yeah. you, Rob was talking about how a game's expanded so much more. This has had, I think, two title upgrades or something now. So even I've seen, I've watched the, the videos Switch one. of them. Yep. So it's, the it's Monster Hunter, had, so what, what's it called, sorry? Monster Hunter Rise. That's the bunny. Yeah. Okay. Um, I haven't played it in a little while, but I've seen there, there's been three title updates to it already. Where they've added loads more extra monsters in and stuff like that and everything else. You get crossovers with 
uh, other games and stuff, other quests. They've already started doing the collaboration with other um, things. Like in the previous one, you could do a Street Fighter collaboration and pick up sort of a Ryu skin, so you could run around as Ryu from Street Fighter with a <laughs> fucking great sword, smacking the shit out of a dinosaur. Because why not? Or you could be Dante from Devil May Cry. Um, <sighs> it it was bonkers. The sheer amount of stuff. I that's why I loved it. I was in a happy little bubble, and I didn't need to play any other games because it was just yeah. insane. It was like Disneyland. <laughs> Only I'm with more I still go back to Overwatch. I mean, there is no yeah. plot to Overwatch. Uh, I have nearly, possibly over a thousand hours in Overwatch. Do you now. It's dis- crazy, disgusting. Me, me and Suze were actually talking about this the other day, and we were saying we've both got switches. We haven't, obviously, with the new dog, we haven't had time to sit in game much, and. Rise feels a bit different. You say, obviously, with the new dog, we haven't had time to sit and go, I'm sorry, dude. My dog only moves about twice a day. Yeah, but your dog's not a puppy. She's true. She, she, you know, the whole puppy training, everything. To, to the oh, point, she's now, okay. she's now acting like a dog now. Bit oh, you mean like proper dog, dog parents, you know. rather than just ignoring the bugger yeah. like I do. Well, yeah, but she's, she's cool, though. But, um... Yeah, so we're, we're looking to try and find time between that and working as well, and work's been an absolute bugger. But yeah, we even I even jokingly said, should we start Monster Hunter from the start? Like, make a new character and start from the beginning? And she went, I'm totally up for that. Oh, what? World? Sorry. Like, from the beginning. From World. Sorry, all the world, way through world. To Iceborne. Oh, my good God. And, and she said, yeah, I'd be totally up for that. So, the game, we found the game so much fun, we were willing to restart again. Not delete the character. But restart yeah, again. Separate save. Separate. Yeah. So you don't need any other game. And pick then. different classes because the game will be a completely different struggle. Yeah, entirely. it plays differently. Uh, no, yeah. I get that. I mean, there it's, there are games that I love. I mean, I actually replay. It is our, it is our World of Warcraft. I think back in the prime. Yeah. I think that's what it's become. Yeah. Like, not nearly as big a game but I actually um, recently it's more nostalgia gaming I'm after at the moment or yeah. a bit a bit of comfort gaming um, and Rage 2 which I was my game mm. of the year a couple of years ago it's it's free on um, game, game Pass, Pass and yeah. I think it's a cracking game I think it got it got some mm. bad reviews for certain flaws which are totally there and understandable but if you're um, enjoying but the point it, is yeah. oh the gunplay is just magnificent the rush you get of going into a bandit camp yeah. and fighting your way through it play it on hard um it's 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 a fun there's so much fun to there, be had there, there is a i don't want to use the phrase x factor but some games have a certain extra thing that you bring to it or it brings out in you and it's Absolutely, more than yeah. what they've played it's kind of like that feel like i just it's the reason why we were playing this these games for god knows how long it's that Little extra thing where we've got the mechanics down, we know what we're doing now, and we're we're comfortable in the game, and it's still a struggle. But it's like well, you get decent hits on a big bastard, and it gets smacked backwards. You're like, "Come on, let's go kill this fucker!" And you're like, hunting you it mean, down, yeah. and then it runs, and you're like, "We're gonna fucking murderize this son of a bitch because it smacked me around the map." And it's like you know, you get almost like a weird gaming bloodlust. Yeah. But so I, I, I realised. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. So on Game Pass. A lot of the games I'd played on PlayStation, on um, particularly on a controller, I've been mm. able to play on a, on a nice gaming PC on mouse and keyboard. Things like Wolf, Wolfenstein, I played, yeah. um, th- obviously, the remakes, Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein 2, um, and a couple of the, the extra side ones. Um, I played 
Rage 2, had a go at Doom Eternal, and I've realised it's still not my bag. It's a tough um, bastard of a game, those games. It's, it's not the, the difficulty you... that bothers me, it's the lack of a story that bugs yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, Rage 2 actually completely lacked a story, but there's something there that appeals to me still. Uh, Wolfenstein, though, is a story game, and takes all the... has the best of the shooting mechanics and all of that stuff um but i'm really enjoying going through some of that stuff at the moment that that's my that's my bag i've been playing some cool stuff on game pass if we're just going to freewheel around yeah let's do Um, it um yeah like a couple of basically there's this indie company called raw fury raw Um, fury okay they're uh they're based in sweden and i listened to a podcast um it's called some oh, what's that podcast called? It's called. Uh, oh, you started off so confident. <laughs> no, they have they have a podcast called um, One Moment Games, Potatoes and Spatulas, which is hosted by Garnet Lee, who's like a big time sort of game pundit, American game pundit, anyway. Okay, and um, yeah, so so yeah, so but he works for Raw Fury, and they've got a couple of games on Game Pass. Um, mm. First one I played is called Backbone, which is like uh, kind of a starts off like an investigation game. You're playing like a, a badger. Um, who's <gasps> oh, I saw like, that. Is it good? Yeah, I want to I play as a badger. It. Yeah, it's very it's very reedy or wordy, but but it, it starts off like you think, oh god, this is going to be like point and click puzzles and shit, but it isn't really. It sort of te- the story takes over a bit. And it kind of goes in some interesting directions, but it's it's all like sort of anthrop- anthropomorphized animals, like Bojack, okay. you know, like it's that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, so, so animals be- that have been given human characteristics for yeah. listeners. So you're that, like uh, a private eye, and you're looking for some dude, and you start sleuthing around, climbing up rooftops and things. It's not very action game, you know, but it's quite. Yeah, cool. I used to, I just really like badgers. Well, you're like this then. And it's not very long. Cool. It doesn't take very long. Um, the other game I played is called Call of the Sea. And this is a really beautiful Unreal Engine sort of thing where you get... It's all kind of narrated. It's a bit Lovecraft. You, 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 you look, you're chasing after your husband who's gone missing. Uh, but the island's got a secret. And yeah. you go through and you're solving puzzles. It's not, again... It's a bit... I suppose it's a bit like what Mist used to be. You know, like those sort of games. I never um, actually played Mist. I feel like I'm the sort of person that should have done. I haven't either, but I've been told. Mm, I've seen it. Oh, okay. Oh, no, <laughs> so I we're all bluffing. I always used to take the piss out of my mate Keith because he said that Mist was his favourite game. And I was like, what? You don't shoot anyone in that or kill anything? <laughs> um, How many points so... do you get for a headshot? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I've, that, I, was, I was young then and I've grown up a bit. Uh, I like to think. But anyway, yeah, Call of the Sea is really cool. Uh, (laughs) Let's just say it embraces the more fantasy elements of Lovecraft. It's not in any way scary because a big part of Lovecraft is you just learning to accept the weirdness because it's all part of your birthright and stuff like that. So, Have you read any Lovecraft? I think it's based on books that... Uh, of existing stories, it's not original. This is like Mist. Have you have you, have you have you read any Lovecraft? Just like yes. have you played Mist? Okay, you've read. Okay, I have actually. Yeah, yeah. I've got like a book of short stories. Okay, 
I remember Sorry, some of them I'm, better than others. That that. But that's I con- fine. Sorry, I'm genuinely surprised because I didn't know you read books. I don't really, but I have. <laughs> in the, the nicest possible way. I mean, I just, it was the one book no, you read no, no. that led I'll to t- the madness. I'll hand up. <laughs> I don't read much. But the thing is, I think I got so obsessed with that sort of fiction um, when I, I played the RPG and I sort of was a bit curious, so I had to kind of like do a bit more delving. So, yeah, I have read some of it. I don't know where the book is. I don't know where any half my books are. I don't have many books. But um, Anyway, yeah, so, yeah, I, I, so I've got if those two games alone. I've got my money out of... Oh, yeah, nice. Sorry, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm just, got a, just proving I've, that I do have... Some Lovecraft Omnibuy. Omni, one Omnibus, yeah. two Omnibuy? Are we going with? Yeah, oh. we can go with that, yeah. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> and the other game, while we're talking about Game Pass, did you did you try the Ascent? I downloaded the Ascent, and then I read the reviews, and I just kind of went, ah, oh, this is just a multiplayer game that's going to be no fun on my own, and I can't be asked to organise multiplayer nights after Sea of Thieves. Um, yeah, that's it. That's, that's horribly unforgiving. But that was more a deliberately into seeing thieves. Uh, more I've been busy and can't quite be asked to start what's ostensibly a multiplayer game on my own unless there's a deliberate lineup to do it to get ready to play multiplayer. So uh, the short version is no. I I I played like an hour of it um, and. I thought it looked stunning. Um, in fact, there's a YouTube channel that I follow called um, Something Places. That did, they, they do what, what they what they do. Is it's they a bit do of a like Kardashian, a, isn't it? Looks quite nice on the outside, but ultimately horribly shallow. Yeah, basically, I'm just <laughs> not into those sort of uh, twin stick shooters, really. Um, I've never heard other places them described other as that, places. But... Oh, the, yeah, uh, yeah, YouTube. Sorry, yeah, movement and then directional shooting. And... No, it's yeah, well, the Kardashians. Yeah, still. it's like it all descends from like Smash TV, where you're um, you're moving in one direction. Smash and TV. With the other. Now that is one of those bloody hell. I think Smash T- Smash TV was an arcade game originally, wasn't it? Sorry, I'm going back to the old yeah. Amiga 500. That's a blast yeah, from the past. Just, you didn't have a fire button. You literally just. Uh, Aimed mm. in a direction and that fired in a direction. Yep. So Midnight Resistance was the first one for me. That was a side scroller, but yeah, similar sort of thing. Yeah, when yeah. you could aim and sh- move yeah. and aim in different Ikari directions. Warriors three. Yeah, Midnight Resistance was a favourite of mine. Yeah, Midnight Resistance was cracking when you got that flamethrower from the shop. Oh yeah, you were a god. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Oh yeah. Um, Sorry. Yeah, no, no. There's this, there's this uh, YouTube channel called Other Places. They, what they do is, um, they, they sort of, they've done like Skyrim and loads of. They do like sort of, almost like screensaver sort of with music, just of a game's world. And yeah. they did one of, of the Ascent, and it looks like you're watching fucking some Blade Runner anime. Like it, it there is it. The thing about the visuals of the Ascent is, it's not just like it looks good. It's there's so much going on. It tastes There's good. like layers and layers of graphics and it's just mental. But all it is is this sort of really simplistic... Pointy, clicky, dull gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. How I was very really... like Syndicate, in a sense. Well, no, because Syndicate was like you were controlling a squad 
and you had to manage their like certain levels of like dopamine and whatever and aggro. Uh, okay. It was like their Fuck. stats, wasn't it? You were managing in real time to make them go psycho or that was a weird game. I remember the game existing, but I never played it. Yeah, it was a bullfrog one, Peter Molyneux. Oh, okay. Anyway, he had some interesting ideas. Black and oh, white, definitely. though. I would love another black and white game. In VR, we had a previous conversation about that. But yeah, black and white three, VR, being able to wave around and be God from on high. <laughs> Absolutely. Right, um, <laughs> you did... Shall we, shall, uh, shall we do some news, or, or did you want to segue into Sea of Thieves? I, I'm... Totally well, fine. We, oh, uh, we could do that. Um, the other one to mention, if we're still on the kind of what we've been playing, uh, yeah, let's talk a bit of Sea of Thieves because that was one we actually have all played together. Um, yeah, but we had a bad right. time, I, didn't we? Well, we had a good time. We had a and good then it time. all went a bit peak tong, didn't it? Yeah, until God we found pirates. an actual pirate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, let's start with what was good. So it was uh, the three of us and uh, sometimes um, uh, former gentleman of this uh, podcast, uh, Mr. Marson, um, and we sailed around rubbishly and we drank grog and threw up over each other. And I yeah. got annoyed because yeah. people wouldn't tighten the sails right or, or raise the anchor. We went to islands and I had a moment of triumph if I read the treasure map right and put my shovel in the earth and it went thunk against the wooden <laughs> yeah, lid yeah. on the first time. There was nothing more satisfying the, these than are going off the and looking at the map the and going, boom! And you could do a bit of fishing, and I never actually managed to land a fish, annoyingly. Maybe I was getting it wrong. And you just go around, and you notice the same mechanisms repeating themselves. But generally, kind of good fun, a good way to just have a very shallow-feeling game, but a good way to have a laugh yeah. with some friends would have been the way I'd have put it. I mean, we didn't even do some of this stuff like go after the um, oh, what was it with the ghost ships and stuff like that. You can have little sea battles with the ghost ships. There yeah, were lots yep. of things in there we didn't even tap into. I mean, we we basically ran from all the megalodons that turned up. We were like, shitting yeah, hell, there was some get thingies. out of the water, run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There were some me, good systems in there for like it wasn't overcomplicated, but there was some. Good systems in there to facilitate, a, a, you know, a nice, friendly co-op experience. A bit of a laugh the thing, problem, yeah. A, Go on. And I would have been more work, willing to explore those had we not had the random element. Yes, the Even trouble though, is I would like yeah. to be able to play that game without other human yeah. people. If it, was, it, if it, was, it seems completely apt, though, for a pirate game to have that element in it, yeah. and, it would, and it would feel almost like you're sucking the soul of it away to remove it it's but potentially a griefer's paradise though that's the thing i just think but it i does think, have I a think to be option. honest they would they were they were they were using exploits and hacks so, and shit though I, I think that's entirely possible because their their names were hidden so what happened yeah. is i mean the, we, we we got smashed a couple of times first time was actually i think some people being honest about it but just being a lot better than us yeah one of them got one of them got uh, a ship chased us our mask got shot to pieces with chain shots. Uh, someone was fired from their cannon onto our deck and immediately killed us all. And actually, that was fairly that was quite one impressive. of those things. Didn't enjoy yeah. it, but they did an impressive job. The next lot, they were trying to be all friendly, and then they basically hid on our ship and were using hacks 
to hide, I believe, hacks, uh, unless they're, or an exploit of some sort, to hide their names so we couldn't basically see where they were, uh, and then basically killing us using what felt like extremely unfair tactics to new people. Yeah. But the point is, we didn't really want to be in a world with them in the first place, and we got utterly ruined by them, is the best way to put it. Um, we don't know if they were using hacks for certain or just exploiting the game in a way that we are not clever enough to do. There was nothing like a fair fight there. It was a professional swordsman versus a uh, hedgehog kind yeah. of vibe. Uh, we I got utterly ruined of, and we left the game despondent. I feel it's the kind of game that you get the most from it playing the way that we did. Because whatever I've since then, I've looked at sort of a couple of other streams and stuff like that, and you do get one or two kind of assholes that try to just like go out and it's like GTA. They go out and think it's GTA on the water, but I think the an majority option, of streams yeah. I've seen have been people getting together with groups and mates and stuff and pissing about on boats and trying to fulfil the quests and stuff. I think, yeah. Um, if, if you look at something like um, Bethesda's uh, Fallout seventy six. You get options when you go into a map, and you can basically say, yes, this is full player versus player environment, yeah. or there is no player versus player environment, or handicaps or whatever. You can basically yeah. say, yes, people that spawn in the world, we, we want to play nicely, and we don't want to play nicely. And if you could have that choice going in, then we could have had a lovely time just exploring and treasure hunting and being some mates, having a chance to social together, yeah. and not being destroyed by some Dutch hackers. Yeah. Oh well. Perhaps uh, Skull and Bones will be the game that we're looking uh, for then. I'll, I'll, Skull and Bones. I will say one quick thing though before God. we go full Skull and Bones. <laughs> the very thing that causes grief could also be the very thing that can cause um, ecstasia. I don't know. Enjoyment. Money. Because if we played with another group of four, mm-hmm. they could come with us on all of the adventure. Yes, but once again, it's like that setting. Raid. It's yeah. that setting. If you could team up as groups of ships and be friendly, as in turn yeah, off P- the PvP. PvE, yeah. Yeah, exactly that. God, That's all I would like. get four of us together. Yeah, well, but if you no, meet I mean, another ship, if you have friendly people, but they can't attack you, or damage is incredibly lowered yeah. to the aggressors or whatever. Like, you like know a, what I mean? Like there are always um, rules to make it friendly. You strike an accord with another crew. And well, then that's, that's it. it. You can, you you can strike one damage. of you can strike an accord. The other one can play a banj, and the other one can play a dra. And uh, together, and you can, can you can play some muzi. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yo ho ho! It's all skull and bones, isn't it? So, except so, skull and bones will never be, or maybe, or one day, God knows what's going on with skull and bones. Well, Rob? you read more of this than I did. I've, oh, read, right, okay. I've read the story of skull and bones. Ah uh, well, yeah. I mean, basically, the, the the headline of the article was. First, it was an Assassin's Creed expansion. Now it's Ubisoft's eight-year nightmare. Yes. <laughs> I, I Basically, they love the idea of a pirate ship simulator, which I love too. Um, but the trouble is, so Skull and Bones has gone through a number of iterations. And what I wanted, and I think one of the iterations was, and I can't remember where it is now, was the, I will be the captain of my pirate ship and I will sail from island to island and like Assassin's Creed I can run around on the ground or I can be basically controlling my ship 
cannons left, cannons right, pretty much Assassin's Creedy, but I want to be able to trade. I want to be able to buy goods at one port and sell them at another port and listen to rumours, but I also want the ability to furl my sails and pull out the pirate flag and hide my identity or show my identity. I want to be able to hire honest crew or dishonest crew and manage those like an RPG. I want to be able to play not necessarily a pirate, but a true buccaneer and captain of the high seas in the way I want to. This is how I want to roleplay. But Ubisoft, at one point, it was a PvP-only high seas game. At another point, it was a single-player sim. The first point, as Rob says, it was essentially an expansion. It was the multiplayer expansion for Assassin's Creed 4, um, which ended up being, uh, they said, I remember at the time, they basically said the ocean um, animation and the keeping track of the waves for all of the multiplayer side of things, they just couldn't do in the early days of the PS4 and all of that level of tech. They couldn't keep track. They tried it, so they looked to do it in a game dedicated to that. Um, but the whole thing is bonkers. But you add that to the Ubisoft Singapore, which I think is where it was being delivered, there's been uh, claims of yeah. um, all sorts of shenanigans, which we're seeing at far too many software houses, sadly. Um, once again, I mean, Blizzard Activision, we're seeing horrible claims of horrible behaviour, people getting sacked <laughs> due to being absolute shitbags, frankly. Gropey, gropey, nasty, dirty shitbags. Um, yeah. I'm not going to go into that too much because it depresses the shit out of me. Uh, it certainly had a knock-on effect to Overwatch 2, but back to Skull and Bones. Um, it appears to have knocked the crap out of that game. And um, it's, Yeah, happy it's, days. It's the fact that from within, the game is no longer an actual game. It's this entity of itself that kind of exists. <laughs> so when developers come into like UB, they start working on this project and then they move on to other things. It's and like then the project weird, gets reset. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's like they come on, they work on it for three years. There's no progress, and then they move on to another project. It's almost a bit soul destroying because you're then made to work on it like this game is going to come out. Yeah, <laughs> but there is no end in sight. It's I don't know what the term is. It's it's basically just a. It's like the never. If they call it a never ending story, it will be irony. Well, that's the new Assassin's Creed, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Black, Assassin's Creed, black hole. (laughs) Just like... like, You know what? That's that's not the worst approach, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, unfortunately, Skull and Bones, I loved the idea of, but I don't don't know if it's going to be a multiplayer. I mean, to me, the idea was the one in my head. Almost an Elder Scrolls, but with ships kind of vibe. Or uh, to, to something be honest, like that. I kind of feel that if if um, Sea of Thieves gets a PVE update at some point, I'd be happy with that. And oh, I'd jump your back in to join at that you point. because yeah. that that the water effects, everything, the way it was, even if it was sometimes procedurally generated, it looked like enough in the world to explore. Especially with like the expansions you could do with your mates and everything else, like the Pirates of the Caribbean one that they added. Um, if there's more of that, and it's all just your team, your crew versus the environment, and, I'll see a thing. If they stop, basically. Uh, people attacking us, so like I've pirates, nasty us. No, 
a parlay mode. A parlay yeah. mode where it's pure teamwork. It's just yeah. other teams, they can join the server, but there's no friendly damage. It's exactly. all it's on the environment. It's server setting, exactly yeah. that. Yeah. Parlay mode, that'll be it. That, that's what they need. That'll not be parsnip, not... Well, yeah, that'll be the French. <laughs> I'm fascinated to understand where parsnip mode might come pa- from. But anyway, parsnip. what else have we got on the agenda, Rob? <laughs> um, there's a bunch of, like, Sony stuff. Um, people were getting upset at the price of Ghost of Tsushima's director's mode because of the way that they sort of the way that they've sort of structured it um, like there's a load basically like there's like a load of features you get on the PS5 version uh, but it's like nine quid or something um, well, at the end of the day if you want to go out and buy the game and you haven't played it before Go out and buy the game. Either buy the really cheap PlayStation 4 and follow the upgrade path, or buy the other one, but uh, I don't really get it. If you want to play a game, you can buy a physical disc version if you've bought the physical disc machine. If you've chosen to cheap out and not buy the physical disc machine, you're stuck on the digital path. Deal with it. Right? Yeah. Any more to add, chaps? Yeah, if if you've bought a machine that can't take it on disc... You probably screwed up. You'll pay what you pay, or you wait, and it'll be cheap on a sale in a year's time, six months, whatever. Yeah. Off we crack. Yeah. So, so what you get on the uh, on the PS5 version is dynamic 4K resolution at 60 frames, dual sense haptic feedback, and adaptive trigger resistance. This is all fair enough because you wouldn't be able to get it on the PS4 yeah. anyway. 3D audio with stereo headphones. Not so sure about that. Lip sync for Japanese voiceover or that. And the ability to transfer PS4 save progress to the PS5 game. So, you bought it on PS4, and for nine quid, you don't have to rebuy it. What's the problem? Basically, if you if you want to, the PS4 upgrade from yeah. the original Ghost of Tsushima, it costs 16 quid. Okay. If you already own Ghost of Tsushima on PS4, you can upgrade to Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut on PS5 for 25 quid. So that's okay. what it cost me. So do you want to do that? I'm probably done with this game, to be honest okay. with you. I, so don't think no I'm gonna, I don't think I'm going to bother with it. I, I have d- heard I that that new, new island uh, is is about the size of one of the chapters. Yeah. But I think I you mean, have to start a new game, and I'm not going to do that. Well, that's a, I mean, to me, it doesn't bother me. I, I don't mind paying for DLC expansions. 25 quid for an expansion pack is not an unusual cost. If that gives me an upgrade between generations as well, okay. I, I, I don't... And also, I'm aware that's the day one price. Like, 70 quid for a game is the day one price. I'm also well aware, in a sale in a few months' time, it will be half that. What's the problem? I don't know. Some people are just saying that the director's cut paywall. Uh, you know what? People say all sorts of shit. Screw them. Yeah. Or, oh, this, sorry, that's the sympathetic on to this the audience. Um, no, I'm not sympathetic to the audience. No, I think screw it's because them. Microsoft are offering free next gen upgrades to Xbox games, and it feels like Sony are are charging for it. Essentially, well, they are, um, but they're also releasing things differently they're just a different company it's 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 almost like 
if you uh, buy lollipops, uh, that the lollipop manufacturers are expected to follow the same behaviours as the chocolate bar manufacturers when it's two different things. That's a terrible example. Shut up, Will. Stop talking. Now. No, stop. So the only... Yeah. Uh, the only other Sony thing... Uh, well, there's a couple of things. Sorry. Uh, Sony bought Housemark, which makes sense because they only yep. make Sony games anyway. They were anyway. the twin stick uh, Resogun and stuff, weren't they? Yep. Yeah, Returnal recently makes oh, sense. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, there was Returnal a state of play, well. but the only thing that really um, stuck oh, out from God, that, that was, was this game called Jet the Far Shore. I, I quite like the look of that one. That was the only thing I remember from it. Um, and moving away from Sony, Remedy announced Control 2 and multiplayer for Control. Uh, I think generally Control has been a big hit for them, and they've got Alan Wake the new Alan Wake in development as well. Uh, that's cool. And there was a rumour going around that, there, that a new Dead Space was coming out, but it seems like that's just a remake. So, there I mean, go. that game looked all, looked fine when I played it originally, so... Yeah, you know, but it could be a lot I, more going on with more power and stuff like that. You know? Yeah, but if it's, if it's a remake composed to a remaster, yeah. it... I would treat that as a new game. It might be following the same plot, but it will be a different game, right? Yeah. Yeah, possibly. That that um, That's like the original Dawn out, of the Dead then, versus the Romero remake of Dawn of the Dead, right? It's it's That's a remake. Yeah, yeah, that, that's it. I, I don't know whether it's just... I think it's more of a remake than a remaster. Yeah. So but if, I, they're, if just, they're making it again from scratch, then Dandy is a new game, in my opinion. Because yeah. they'll be taking modern gameplay techniques, modern graphics, all of that good stuff. Yeah. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's, and it's it, EA Motive. The quality of life it's stuff. It's EA Motive who are doing that, the guys that did the um, Star Wars Squadrons. So, okay. they know what they're doing. That's a weird choice, to jump from ships to... Actually, no, it's sci-fi. Well, in a then ship to on horror. a ship, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so I think that's all the news we've got. I want to talk about a game that I've been playing uh, called The Forgotten City, which uh, was originally a Skyrim mod. Sorry, um, the what city? One, but the Forgotten... He's forgotten it already. Brilliant. Well done. Ugh, you prick. Fucking <laughs> hell. It's not the best name, I tell you. But, um, yeah, it's... What was it called again? I suppose. But anyway we can get over that Please. it's called the forgotten city and um it was originally a skyrim mod that won baftas but everyone forgot about it so they brought it out as its own game but forgot to change the name of it to something more memorable so <laughs> you've got me going now i'm i'm t- it's turning into a paradox i, I, I was is- planning to start on the wind up and ask again but i don't think i need to because rob's slowly turning red just Saying the name again of that game. Oh. That that what's that? What's the game? Forget, doesn't matter. Um, so is <laughs> forgotten it already, is, yeah, mate. It's like a paradox, um, which is quite fitting, in fact, because this game is a time loop game, which is you know. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me days. it was from Paradox Interactive or something. No, that would be more. That would yeah. I don't that'd know. Be, maybe it is. That would be what and, a coincidence. To be fair, yeah. Not yeah. paradox. No. So the thing is, though, what you're, the whole point of the game is to create a paradox to escape from this city, which is basically 
Uh, it's like uh, a Roman city. Uh, and there's lots of gold statues around. And it's quite timely because in this, the way that this thing is set up is if anyone breaks the golden rule, these statues come alive and kill everyone. So what's the golden rule? Well, that's the question. What no, it's is the always rule? wash your hands after you've had a poo. Yeah, exactly. But but it's you know it all relies on everyone doing the right thing, and you know that's quite a timely sort of circumstance to explore. You might say. Well, uh, I, I, I've I've not seen any examples in recent years of people not doing the right. <laughs> No, no, sorry, I've, I've, I've um, misremembered, uh, yeah. forgotten. You've forgotten about the uh, everyone doing the right thing. Yeah, the thing is, what's what what happens very early on in the game is someone's sick and they say, "Oh, we need this medicine," and you <coughs> literally walk outside and you see a load of that medicine and you get the option to steal it. <laughs> so, oh, no. of course, I stole it, and then it's like, boom! All the statues come alive, kill you. Um, and then you die. Or, or the, Thou shalt what not you steal, to... being a golden rule, presumably. Yes. And, right. and But then there's other big things that you think might be the golden rule, but aren't. Ultimately, what you're trying to do, uh, you you are. there are four different endings to this game. Is the golden rule, don't be a dick? Uh, might, generally, but yeah, it needs to be, you need to be more specific in order to solve the various challenges right, yeah, okay. that are posed. But there's very little combat in the game. It's very much about... Talking to people, finding out what's what, uncovering the secret of why you were there, um, and it's it's actually very very good. Um, there are some uh, incredible moments. Like uh, I don't know, I, just to give you an example, you you have to go to this place, and then this guy comes out saying, "I've been I've been sent here to kill so and so," and so you you, <laughs> it's like you have to sort of like. The time loop mechanic exists in order for you to sort of experiment with what is possible. But then because once you've gone through the time loop a few times, you start talking to people and then it's like, don't worry, I've already, I already know this. And it's all built into the scripting of your possible responses. Hmm. So you can go, yeah, I've already spoken to you before. Can you just do this, this and this for me? So, so, yeah, um, oh, ban- yeah, Bandersnatch. Yeah, that the Black yeah. Mirror special. Yeah, where they start going. Oh, hang on. They need to do more bit. of that shit. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, but there's some wonderful like um, scripting moments where you sort of accidentally lure someone into somewhere, and by the time you've done it a few times, in order to actually try and get through the game, you see a guy at the beginning who goes, "Oh, hello," and you're like, "Oh, can you just do this, this, and this for me?" Which are basically the things that you've ended up doing on previous run-throughs. And while you're talking to someone, you can hear like the guy, you'll be you can see him running around past you doing all these things for you. And then like <laughs> um, there's a bit which involves the collapse of this tomb. Um, and I was chatting to some another character, and I heard it going, and I was like, "Oh, well, that's happened." So it's all like actually happening. All of the scripting is happening. It's not just like ticking a box in the program. It's it's actually doing it all again for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like there's uh yeah, it's it's really interesting game, and and you can run, like I mean I'm just because I'm I whenever I play like these multiple ending things, I always just do my version. But the game does very much encourage you to try and complete it in all the different ways you can. Uh, but I haven't done that yet. But it took about eight hours, I think, in all. Um, I'm not too painful. 
compared to no, I don't know, so Assassin's really, Creed. Really, I would, I would, um, I mean, uh, I think I bought it, picked it up for like 17 or 18 quid. It was a little bit reduced on its first week of release, but it's got very good reviews from most places. Um, I'd wish list it, stick it on the wish list, and if it turns up, it's a good distraction for a bit. Sounds good. Yep. So and I bought a game um, yep. called Wildermyth. And I think I told you As about it, I. Rob, once I'd bought it. Yep. Um, but I found it quite dull. How did you get on? <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I made my characters, you two and me. And <laughs> I. Uh, so Bono and the Edge and you? <laughs> oh, I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, oh come on. Well that done. was good. It was well good. But you've had too many, so we're ignoring you now. <laughs> you time out, Will. Um, I, very, I very much like sort of like turn-based sort of uh, D&D type games. But what I liked, because I played through the first campaign, which is in three parts. There's very little in the way of like actually uh, character progression, like manual character progression, uh, outside of the like ending of each of those chapters. So you, if there's any weapons you want to make and things like that, you don't get to do it until the end. Um, but there's lots of stuff going on under the hood in terms of like your rep with certain characters. So you'll end up with different uh, different results depending on how you split up your characters. Because um, as well as like the various adventures you get into, there's like a kind of overmap sort of resource control element where you're you know you might be uh sort of in in force rein, you know you might set up a library somewhere or or uh so build outposts and things it is, it's worth saying so this is kind of a 2d slash 3d rpg type game where you develop three or so characters and run them through little randomly generated quests and there's kind of this dungeon master element sorry uh, uh, painting a bit of background for those that don't know about it before um sure going for the meat yeah yeah that's that's right but it's also it's quite modular it's very procedural there are a number of campaigns in it uh the first one i think there's like probably about 10 different campaigns some of them are some of them are quite well scripted, I understand. I've only played through the first one. I'm actually going to maybe start one of the others tonight. But there's one, ones that, some that are very tightly authored, and there's some that are very much more procedural and much more suitable for multiplayer. And you can play this with up to two or three people, I think, controlling one or more character. Oh, no, that's a bit uh, different. No, that, that's a bit more interesting in a way. As, as, yeah. a, as, a, li- as a little um, social thing, I just, I just got a bit bored doing it on my own because there were other things I could be doing but yeah as a oh god that sounds dirty um, <laughs> but yeah it's as a more like, social thing that'd be quite interesting yeah I mean I thought of it kind of like a like a sort of fantasy XCOM with a bit more of a board game aesthetic perhaps that's um, a really also, good way to describe it overall actually yeah it, it's yeah. XCOM meets a bit of Dungeons and Dragonsy, or maybe something a bit less complex than Dungeons. It's, it's XCOM meets Hero Quest. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing that's quite fun about it is that your characters, um, all, your, there'll be decision points 
and your character will like could end up with some sort of permanent scar. Like I, I think we uh, we ended up with John Marsden in our party, and he he like was fiddling around with this crystal, and he ended up with like these big sort of like fucking rocks for hands, which gave him like a really good bonus for like attacking. Um, but some other like horrible um, slowed him down horribly. If I, uh, yeah. I suspect, yeah. And then one, and then, and then you some you'll have like offspring in the game as well that you can. And some characters after the campaign, you can then promote them to like a legacy character, and then you can there are legacy campaigns that I guess are higher level that you can uh, you know you can use your promoted characters in. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention was the magic system, which is pretty cool because it all it all revolves around infusing objects with uh, magic. And then those objects will have different abilities. So, you know, yeah. you might cast on, oh, your, yeah. on a plant and it will do like a sort of uh, binding. Yeah, spell reach out and grab enemies. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Or like you can do a rock one and it will like ricochet uh, to another enemy. Um, but, but, and also, like, you know, there were several moments where I think you get one strike, each character gets one strike where like they can live to fight another day, but then they're out of it. But then they, the next time they get like downed, it's like they get like to do like a sort of choke on it kind of heroic death, and um, you know, even take down a boss at the same time. But then they're out of it, you know. Yeah. Uh, and you, and th- then you can, and then you get to choose whether you know just burn their body or erect a memorial to them or something. <laughs> Obviously, spending money that you could spend on weapons and armor and things. So. I, I, I just thought it quite jolly, actually, and uh, um, yeah, I can totally. I, I, I am a bit of a board gamer, so I like those sort of experiences. Um, I, I'm very keen to give it a go in multiplayer. Um, I think multiplayer, so, I'd actually be up for. Um, yeah, it I seems just quite, on my own, bit dull. Yeah, seems it's also fun. not a very demanding game. You don't need a two grand PC to run it. <laughs> I think it works fine on like a laptop with no graphics. <laughs> I suspect it might be tolerable on the Amiga 500 emulator. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Maybe that's true. Um, the only other thing on the list here is Chivalry 2. Don't know if you wanted to talk about that. I played it, I hit people with swords. Um, it's better than when it was released, but it's still just uh, hitting people with sword simulator, Mass kind of bonkers. fun. Dipping and dipping in and out. I'm going to give it a few more months, and I reckon it'll be better. Cool. Okay then. <laughs> so to summarise it, I think it's like ah. Oh! <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen <laughs> some wicked clips of the game, isn't it? Yeah, like... <laughs> I basic. Yeah, it, it's it totally is. I mean, uh, you, you basically you get. Four classes, you can be an archer or a long swordsman or a sword and shield guy or or a peasant with a pike. Um, I, I, I and that. you just a run into people and try pike? and kill them. You, you're either part of a team or it's a one-on-one melee. Yeah. You can pick up a roast chicken and try and throw it at people to kill them. It's silliness. I, I, um, I dipped in and out a couple of videos and I saw someone fighting with like a... One of those big medieval candelabra, like the ground ones. Yeah. So it had all the candles on it, and he was using that as a weapon, twatting people with it on a battlefield. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I it, like, it, it's silly and it's fun, and I own it now, but it clearly was 
released at a point that in the olden days would have been viewed as early access. Yeah. Um, and I get right. it, it's a small software house and they have to do this sort of thing, and God, if it was a big, pub- big publisher, it would be despicable. But I reckon coming back to it in about six months' time, which is my plan, uh, I'll chat about it early next year, I think, when I do it again. I think, I think that and might, then it be, might be recommendable to run in and just have a muck around with, like a dip in, dip out. Oh, that's, yeah, exactly that. It's an just... occasional big multiplayer melee stupid match. I'm I literally it. saw a shovel knight in there once. Mm. <laughs> I did, um, I picked up a couple of games in the Steam sale. Well, I picked up one game in the Steam sale, The Room VR. I have not played it yet, though. But <laughs> I've, I've, have, you, have you played any of The Room games? Nope. No. They, I used to play them on my phone on the train. They're very, they're, they're a bit, a bit like Mist, you know, like, but very creepy visuals, but with like very cleverly thought out puzzles, no. you know, with devices that you have to manipulate and stuff. But anyway, I've got that in VR now. So, I, but I refuse to play any more VR while the temperatures like it is. It's just not feasible. Okay, just that, steam that seems basically it's a winter winter thing. Yeah, well, I, unless I just... I mean, even if I leave the, the doors open and everything... Get and yourself an air going, conditioning unit to be able to play VR in your flat rather than no, go fine. outside just, and enjoy just, the sunshine. I think I'll just not play VR. Like for, I, I'm fine with just not playing VR. Also an option. Yeah, we've got a death loop coming up in a few weeks' time. Uh, I'm still, I'm that. still expecting Microsoft to uh, leave it right till the last minute and go. Oh yeah, that's coming to Game Pass. Fuck you all, Game Pass <laughs> PC. They, it's a console exclusive. I know Steam have got it, but it's also available through the Bethesda launcher. Now Bethesda um, are obviously owned by Microsoft, and I'm fascinated to understand if there's anything legally stopping Microsoft turning around right at the last minute again. Oh, by the way, haha, free here, which is why I'm not pre-ordering that bitch. Yeah. No, I'm not either. But I'm just interested to find out whether it'll be uh, what, whether it'll be a better time loop game than Forgotten City. Because to be honest, I haven't really given that enough credit because it's such a confusing game to try and explain without doing spoilers. Because hmm. it is literally all plot. So here's, I, here's an interesting one for you, Rob. Um, so Death Loop. You've got a nice gaming PC, and you've got the Microsoft um, Game Pass, but you've also got a PlayStation 5. Now, this is a PlayStation 5 console exclusive. If it doesn't come out on Game Pass, are you going to buy it? Uh, And if you do buy it, are you going to buy it on PC, which has great specs, your PC, or are you going to buy it on PS5? Um... Well, it really comes down to what What's kind cheaper? of how I want to know how I want to play it, really, because mm. I feel I think um, I, although I have got very much used to playing first person stuff on uh, controller, I just don't, I really don't know honestly because I, I haven't played a first person shooter in ages. Mouse and keyboard for the win to me. Yeah, and, and I mean, ultimately the that PC is more powerful. So, in theory, it should look better on that, shouldn't it? Yep. And it will be cheaper. But if you were to wait a year, it would be free. 
Yeah, but then what the fuck am I going to talk about on the next podcast? Well, I don't know. How, How much you stroke your beard? <laughs> <laughs> he was stroking his beard there. As I can talk about Watch Dogs Legion that I still haven't played that is next on you my list. You can play Watch Dogs Legion, yeah. <laughs> or Wolfenstein 2. Far Cry. <laughs> Heaven forfend, you could play a Far Cry. I've got Far Cry 5. I picked that up in a Steam sale. Oh, I'll give it a go. Who could say? There could be all sorts of stuff. Let's Maybe I'll find finish out. Assassin's Creed. <laughs> I doubt it. I was hoping to finish that before I bought, played anything else on PS5, to be honest. Well, if you'd oh, bought- had some self-discipline, you would have done. Yeah, that's it. Uh, work did send me a code for the uh, Olympics game. I haven't played that yet. And I did pick up a second controller. Uh, I got the black one. Uh, just because I thought, I for FIFA or anything else I've got, because I thought I, I did have a couple of... Um, I have got a few couch co-op games now for the PS5. Have you played any couch co-op with anyone on your PS5 yet? Nope. <laughs> Welcome to my world. I I owned three controllers for my PS4 at one point, and um, I don't think I ever used two of them at a time. No, actually, I it's did get the missus to play some games, but yeah. It's just mm. there for if the occasion arises, yeah. I'll be like, oh, we can play some Virtual Fighter or FIFA. Yeah. To, to be fair, Olympics. Will, it's a bit more of a trek to head up to yours to play a bit of couch co-op. This day, yeah, I, 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 well. did get the, I did get the missus to play me play some games with me at one point. Trying is a winner for a simple couples game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I played the first one on my own though. Um, Back for Blood. There's been a beta for that. Um, I don't know what the general consensus was on that. I don't know if you heard anything. No, I haven't yet. Um, uh, I, the, I uh, heard it was a little bit too... Uh, list, this is listening to a different podcast. Might as well just listen to that one yourselves, you lazy listening yeah. fuckers. But uh, my my hearing was that um, it was uh, kind of fun, but a little bit too simple. Okay. What, killing zombies? Yeah, just not quite enough challenge uh, the levels themselves are fairly short but no I, I, I can't comment I'd rather play this sort of stuff on a multiplayer setup. We'll yeah see. I think that's coming to Game Pass so I'll I'll pick that up then yeah I'm up for that shit again. yep um, the problem with yeah, that is that you'll, you'll that often spurs them to make the game bastard hard where you die within two minutes because you get you know, you're not sure what to do, and then you're killed by a horde. Yeah, but I think if you've got a, a, a difficulty setting's not too bad. But the, my understanding is, is there's no difficulty setting. If you're all in it and playing it on hard, that's one thing. If you're all in it and playing it on easy, that's another, right? Mm. Well, it's the AI director, isn't it, that they had in uh, Left for Dead? So that probably needs a bit of a tweak. And also, they've added this like card system as well. So well, they've probably yeah, had, if it's a beating about, it's early days, right? So, yeah. Exactly. It's not due out uh, until October. So, fine. If all the feedback is it's too easy, it'll be a damn sight harder down the line. Let's hope. All right, I've run out of things to say now. Oh, I ran (laughs) out about half an hour ago. Okay. All right, well, we'll call it there then. 
Thanks for listening to the Not Playing Podcast, part of the Not Listening Podcast Network, where you can also find the Not Watching Podcast, where me and Marcus talk about movies and TV, and the Not Listening Podcast, where you can hear Adam, Ash and Will talk about all kinds of nonsensical nonsense. You can email us at notplayingpodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet out or follow us on Twitter at notplayingpod. You can find the show notes for all our shows at notlistening.co.uk. And if you like what you've heard there, please do leave us a review. Anyway, that's all for now. Until next time, stay safe out there. I don't know what is happening to me. All I know is that it is happening. Tonight on The CW. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? It's the incredible new series from Ava DuVernay. You have power I have never felt before. This is real, whether you believe it or not. I just want to be normal. You're not normal. You, Naomi McDuffie, are exceptional. Naomi, the can't-miss series premiere tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW.